I used to train like an Olympian. I wasn't training for the Olympics, but I used to train like an Olympian. And I thought I had to do the most hardcore workouts and I had to be at top peak condition. And just one day, God just got me realizing that, Nyla, you're not an Olympian. You don't have to train like an Olympian. You're not an Olympian. What if you train to be fit enough instead of training to be the fittest person in the world? or the fittest runner to win a gold medal at the Olympics, what if you train to be fit enough to enjoy the life that you have? Hey, I'm Nyla, and you're listening to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. Get ready for faith-based conversations about food, fitness, and body image. I love fitness, and regularly you'll find me and my cat on my yoga mat sweating for a strong body to use to bless others with and glorify God with. Though I'm no longer an intuitive eating and body image coach, I am still an intuitive eater myself and will forever be grateful for God leading me to intuitive eating as I healed from a decade-long fight with an eating disorder. Friends, I encourage you as you listen to each episode to ask God to teach you something. You didn't just randomly stumble upon this podcast. No, God guided you here providentially, and he has something to encourage you with today. All right, let's dive into today's episode and see what God has for you to learn. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm Nyla, your host of the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. And today we are going to talk about why it's totally okay to not work out every single day. Sometimes you can hear people say, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm so healthy, I'm so fit, I work out every single day, and it's kind of sp- spoken about in a really positive way, an admirable way, something that you should aspire to. And I'm going to share today why it's actually God-honoring to not work out every day. So my husband and I, we are watching a show called, oh, I always forget what it's called. I think it's called Canada's ultimate challenge and they make Canada into a obstacle course and they go to different places like they were in Quebec and there was this castle hotel there and they had to rappel down it and then go up some um, like ladders and just all these different like really big challenges like they also there was one where there was a waterfall and they had a 487 steps I do believe beside it and they had to run up these stairs with buckets of water and kept coming up and down until they could fill up this one giant thing full of water and anyway so that's kind of what the show is about and all the teams I've talked about this show on an earlier episode briefly and all of the teams they are assigned a coach who was in the Olympics or was in the Super Bowl or um, something like that like there's professional rugby players, polo players, football, cyclists, and speed skaters. And yeah, some of them have, quote unquote, just been to the Olympics. That's huge. That's not just a just thing. And then some of them have been medalists there. But one of the coaches of the teams, because all the teams have this coach to coach them throughout the challenges, one of the coaches is Clara Hughes. And I remember her when they announced her on the show as being one of the coaches. I remembered her from watching the Olympics. She's Canadian. And she was really cool because she was actually a medalist in the Olympics for both the summer games and the winter games, which is crazy because most people just have 
again, just, it's not just, but most Olympians train for one Olympics, not the summer and the winters, but she, I think she was a cyclist and a speed skater, if I'm remembering that correctly. And anyways, on the maybe third or fourth episode of this show, where she's acting as a coach now, I think she must be in her 50s, maybe, maybe mid 40s, somewhere around there. Around episode four, she actually said, you know what, I, for the sake of my mental health, I actually have to leave the show, which is totally great. Like, I really look up to that fact that she was acknowledging I can't be on this show. It's not, I'm not in a good place to be a coach and to coach other people right now. And the cause she was saying was that she had recently had double knee surgery and wasn't able to cycle or do things that she loves that bring her so much peace and relaxation and confidence. So they brought a different coach in, a coach who had actually been previously eliminated them and their team they brought in another coach to replace her and again i'm not saying it's bad to take into account your mental health and say no to good things that's very good that she did that but it just got me thinking that she trained as an olympian but what good did that do her in the end that now later on in life she can't even continue to do a sport that she loves she can't cycle because her knees from overtraining as an olympian now they're giving out and she she can't do those things and I used to train like an Olympian I wasn't training for the Olympics but I used to train like an Olympian and I thought I had to do the most hardcore workouts and I had to be at top peak condition and just one day God just got me realizing that Nyla you're not an Olympian you don't have to train like an Olympian you're not an Olympian what if you train to be fit enough instead of training to be the fittest person in the world or the fittest runner to win a gold medal at the olympics what if you train to be fit enough to enjoy the life that you have to be fit to carry groceries home to be fit to clean your house so it's an enjoyable place to live to be fit enough to go sledding or run around with your nieces and nephews to be fit to do the things that you actually have to do in your life instead of trying to be fit enough to go to the Olympics, which you're not actually training to do. And it was really a great healing revelation that the Lord gave me. But through watching this show where Clara Hughes had to step away because of the issues that were happening mentally, because of the issues with her knees physically from training as an Olympian, it made me realize that maybe our bodies aren't even designed to train for the Olympics. I would be really interested to do a google search or just a research project on where are olympians after in their in their 40s and their 50s do a lot of them have injuries from overtraining were we actually given bodies that were meant to train how many hours they do a day when they're trying to prepare themselves to go to the olympics and i love how laura schoenfield she's a christian dietitian and on one of her podcasts she has a podcast called the fed and fearless podcast And she was talking on one of her episodes about find the lowest effective dose. Like sometimes we talk about that with medicine, like find the lowest effective dose of a certain medicine that's going to do what you want it to do. But she related it to exercise. Find the lowest effective dose of exercise in a week that makes you feel how you like to feel and then do that. So if you experiment and you find out that, you know, doing two days a week of exercise makes me actually feel how I want to feel. Or maybe you find out that it's four days a week or whatever it is for you. She said, 
do that. And then only if you have time in your calendar and only if you truly, truly want to do more. But she was saying most of the time, just do the lowest effective dose for exercise that works for you. And I really, really liked that concept when I heard her talk about that a couple years ago. So God has given us these bodies as a gift to enjoy life in, as a vessel to do our God assignments in, whatever that uniquely is for you. And it's our job to steward this gift well. If someone gave you a new shirt or um, an air fryer or whatever for a gift and you didn't treat it well, that's so disrespectful, dishonoring to the giver of the gift. And our bodies are a gift from the Lord, so we need to treat them well. And a way to treat them well, and when we treat them well, that's honoring to God, is to not overtrain them. It's to give them rest to do active rest days, to do full-blown rest days. I love this one workout that I do. It's a mobility workout and it's 38 minutes long and I love it because afterwards my just whole body feels just loose and stretched and the trainer in it, he is Amola Caesar, I think that's his name. And he actually trains NBA players and he says in it, thanks for showing up to the best workout of the week, the most important one of the week. Don't skip this. And he said when he was younger, and he's this super buff dude, like so strong looking. And he said, when I was younger, I used to neglect this stretching and mobility. And he said, I don't do that anymore. I make time for this. And he said, if you don't make time to do mobility and stretching and rest, you're hindering your strength. You're hindering your performance. And you're going to be stronger in the gym the next day when you take time to do mobility exercises and loosen things up, the joints and the muscles. So I just want to leave you with this shorter episode to really encourage you to look at how you're exercising today. What is your routine in a week? Do you take rest days? I used to be afraid of taking rest days because I associated days that I did workouts that I had more worth on the days that I worked out and that I had less worth on the days that I rested and God has really healed me of that to show me that no whether you work out or if you take a rest day you have the same God-given amount of worth every day nothing I can do can add or subtract my worth because my worth didn't come from me in the first place, so I can't affect it. It came from God. I just have 100% worth because of who my creator is and who my creator is is never gonna change. And I just really encourage you, look at how you're exercising today. And I'm gonna link a few episodes in the show notes. There's one where I actually talk with my past intuitive eating coach about rest, the value of rest, and how she helped me to see rest as a really beautiful thing. So I'm gonna put that in the show notes for you. And now, I take one to three rest days a week and I love it. I really look forward to it and it feels very Sabbath-y because yesterday I took a rest day. I was going to do a 15-minute Tabata workout, but then it just didn't sound good. And I thought, you know what sounds better is a stretching workout, a 15-minute stretch video. So I did that instead. I pivoted and that is just such a sign of strength and healing in your relationship with exercise when you're able to listen to your body and pivot from your plan. But because I took the rest day yesterday, now I'm ready to do that Tabata workout that I was going to do yesterday. I'm ready mentally and physically for it. So it really is like a Sabbath where when you take a day off from work, whether it's career work or housework or workout work, it really makes you more in the mindset to do it, like your game to do it, you're pumped to do it because you got time off. So rest from workouts, it's going to give you 
the joy. It's going to, it's going to make your workouts more enjoyable when you take time off from them. Um, what's the saying? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. And I think that works with exercise too. You're just, you're ready to go when you gave yourself some time off. And when I was working with my intuitive eating coach, with my relationship with rest from workouts, she was saying, don't put rules around rest rest days don't have to look a certain way. They can be full-blown rest days where you don't do any physical activity rather than just what you're doing around your house, but it can be a gentle walk. It can be foam rolling. It can be stretching. You just want it to be something restorative, maybe yoga. It, it could even be maybe a very short, light jog, just whatever is restorative for your mind and body. So want to put that caveat out there and not to put rules around what a rest day has to look like. Again, there's active rest days where you're still moving your body, but then there's also the rest rest days where it is full-blown rest day, not doing really anything other than just your day-to-day activities. So I hope this blessed you and just know that rest days, they do not take away from your worth. You still have the same amount of worth on a rest day as you did when you ran a marathon or if you did a cardio workout or you lifted weights, it doesn't matter. You still have the same amount of worth. It's really God honoring when you don't work out every day, when you do give yourself time to rest. God doesn't just suggest rest in the Bible, it's a command to rest because Everything we're commanded to do in the Bible, it benefits us. It's for our own good. When it tells us to be thankful, when it tells us to be generous, it's because those things benefit us. And the same is true to when we're kind to others. And when we rest, those things that the Bible tells us to do, it benefits us. So God's calling us to rest, not to be mean, but actually to make our God-given body stronger and more able to do our God assignments to make life more enjoyable. Rest will make your life more enjoyable mentally and physically. So thank you for hanging out with me and I will see you on the next episode. Being a podcast producer means I can do podcast editing for you. I can do podcast upkeep. So help you manage and continue putting out episodes every week or every month or every second week, whatever is your decision for the frequency of your podcast. And I can also help you start up your podcast if you don't have a podcast already. But God has put in this idea on your heart for a podcast and you just don't know how to do that. How do I even get my podcast on Apple? What in the world is an RSS feed? How do I even record on my computer? It's just, there's so many moving pieces, but take a deep breath because I understand the moving pieces. So if you want to know anything about my podcasting services, how I can be your podcast producer and make the transition into the podcasting world easier for you if you're not there yet, or make it more joyful, make the joy return if you already are wearing your podcaster hat and it's just feeling stressful, let me be on your team. Let me be your podcast producer and help just bring back the joy because joy should be a part of your podcasting journey. If you are interested, you can go to my website, nylaweeb.ca, and weeb is spelled W-I-E-B-E. I always tell people it's like dweeb, but without the D. (laughs) And that's all linked in the show notes. So you can find my website there, and it has lots of client testimonies and just explains how it works to work with me. And I am so excited to hear about your podcast that you currently have or the podcast that you are just dreaming and praying over already. I love getting to help Christian women get out their powerful faith-based messages to the world. It's just really cool to be a part behind the scenes of getting these God-centered, God-glorifying messages out to the world. It's such a blessing for me too. So can't wait to chat with you about all things podcasting.